Hello, and thank you for joining us here on The Neutral Zone. I am Phil Milani, joined as always by my trusty sidekick, my partner in crime. Really, the best way to describe this person is my everything. It's at Eric Dalala. Phil, great to be with you. Eric, it's another great day here in Broncos country as we record another great episode of The Neutral Zone. We're excited. Lots to talk about. There is. You would think, hey, it's the middle of May. There's not that much going on. What? Do they, how do these guys do it? There's always something. We find a way. There's always something. Of course, OTA started this week, Eric. That's right. Three days of uh, offense versus defense for the very first time for the Broncos. Got to see uh, Russell Wilson throwing it around out there against guys like Pat Sertan. Looks pretty good, I thought. You thought so? I did. Did anything feel a little different this year? Just say... It's been a long time since the Broncos have had a guy like Russ who sort of commands the, some respect out there for the offense. Did anything feel different to you? I think the red zone looks different. I think the Broncos are going to be a lot more dynamic down there offensively, and Russ just gives you a chance. In every situation, uh, we talked to Pat Sertan on Thursday, and he said there's times, you know, there was a throw. He was guarding Cortland Sutton. He had perfect coverage, and Russ still found a way to drop the ball right in there I think he just brings a different dynamic as a quarterback. I think you're going to see it this fall, but it's on display here already in OTAs. And one of Russ's like best traits is like how he runs around in the backfield a little bit and then avoids the sack. You know, he's not doing too much of that out there right now. No, a little bit on, so, on but a little uh, bit on Monday. He kind of moved around a little bit, escaped the pocket. It's good to see he still has that element of his game because right. I think there was a notion that maybe he doesn't run around as much as he used to can still do it when he needs to. Um, and like you said, he kind of just he raises the standard across the board. I think there's a yeah. sense of urgency. I think guys realize how important these days are. Um, almost everybody is here, even though it's voluntary. And I think that that's uh, critical to getting a fast start to the season. Most definitely. So talking about Russ, in this episode of the, sh- of the NZ, we're going to talk about what it would take for Russ – to be in the MVP conversation. What do you think about this that? year? This year. Let's do it. He's never won an MVP, Eric. I don't think he's ever received an MVP MVP vote. But some might say that he's never had this many offensive weapons around. Agreed. I agree so with that. You would be in that category. Yeah. I think I would be too. Never had quite this much talent. So maybe this is the year, Eric. What would it take? For him to be in the MVP conversation right now, a lot of people making their preseason award lists, you know that kind of thing. Let's see if Russ can get on on one of these Ooh, MVP yeah. lists, huh? You I think? think so. Then uh, keeping it with Russ a little bit here, he says that returning to Seattle week one, you got to keep it non-emotional. Uh, to me, I find athletes go one of two ways: they either get really pumped up and they they use that as a as an edge. Do you know what I mean? Yep. Like, say, like a guy like Michael Jordan, he would take some something like that and have it fuel him. Other people, other athletes, they just try to, to say, I, I ignore this. This is just another game. Russ says you got to keep it non-emotional. We'll see if he can do it. You think he can do it? I think there's a, a good chance. I think that it's probably hard when that bus rolls in and yeah. instead of going to the – to your home. regular home lock, and you you, Go you turn right instead of turning left, or you know what? I've been to that stadium. It's confusing to figure out how to get in there. <laughs> you think you might get confused? I'm confused. You think you might get confused? Yeah. Huh? 
they got a nice little uh, coffee situation up in the press box. That's true. A little uh, Starbucks stand. Not a sponsor, but good. Really, could be probably. Could be. Yeah, could, really could be. Yeah, yeah. That's a nice stadium, though. Oh, it's lovely. It's it quite loud. I love that stadium. I think part of how Russ reacts, and maybe we'll get into this later, but is how does the crowd react first? I think that's a big part of it. Who's going to raise the 12 flag? Ooh. Do you know what I mean? Maybe Drew Locke. <laughs> and then have and him then just sort of zip line? Zip line no, down. Zzz, right well, that's, out of That's if he is a starter, right? That's true. He might not even be the yeah. starter. Well, The Seahawks Twitter is pumping he, him up. Either way, I suppose he could do it. He could, he could right. do it and slide down and be, be the play. Backup? Or just like slide right onto his spot on the bench. What do you think? It's possible. Yeah. Uh, we'll also have a, a voicemail to play. That's right. And uh, and uh, it'll be a nice little show. Eric, I did want to get into some vo- uh, to some uh, YouTube comments. Let's do it. We love the comments here. Because one way you can engage with the neutral zone is by logging on to the Broncos' official YouTube page. You can watch us. You see the hair. You can see the QZs, typically. typically. Summertime is a little warm. different. Summertime is a little different. The sleeves rolled up. But if you leave a comment there, we read all of them. That's true. Some of them, really nice. Some of them, a little weird. <laughs> Some of them, just mean. <laughs> I, I like that. I like that mean okay? ones. Uh, put the lime in the coconut. Okay. Nice account name here. I enjoy watching these guys together. It's awkwardly entertaining. Like watching Napoleon Dynamite or Nacho Libre for the first time. Thank you. I think that's a nice, that's a nice comment, Eric. I don't know. It is a nice comment. Uh, let's see. Uh, Garrett Robertson, thanks for filling the off season, fellas. Nice, Garrett. You're welcome. Appreciate that. Uh, let me scroll here. Bronco Batman, awesome show, guys. Glad you all brought that up. What's up with the Pat Sertan jerseys? The sizes have been limited for like months now. Oh, is his jersey just not being made anymore, or is it on back order? Come on, guys, I need answers. Well, I saw our friend Mike Kliss. Yeah, he said that the Pat Sertan jersey is currently the second best-selling Bronco jersey, only behind a Phil Milani jersey. Yeah, the Phil, the Milani jersey. They're flying off. They're the flying shelf. off the shelves. They I, only come I went in, down and talked to in this. quad axes. Yeah, so you got to be willing to. Quad, huh? Yeah. That's like almost like a blanket at that point. Quad X. Yeah. I'm not quite that tall. Oh, with shoulder pads. That's true. Oh, you think that fans like to put on some shoulder pads when they watch? Got to, yeah. Really get into the moment, huh? Gear up. You got to gear up. I don't know what's going on with the Sertan. Yeah, I don't. You got to start making more know. of those. We'll look We'll into go it. down to, uh, who do you think makes those? It's not... I think at the team store. The team store. There's just yeah. a person back there. They're just yeah. sewing. <laughs> right. That's a hard job. Uh, Jesse Cafaro. Love the intro because it's honest. It is honest. I like Don't that. Stop. It is honest. Uh, Deathstroke Isaiah. Heard you guys talk about double speed and I tried it out. It actually does work really well. Good to know. Okay. Uh, just a couple more here. Okay? Yeah. Because we do love the comments. We do. We read all of them here. Uh, Bobby Hill the third. Okay. When I see Eric at the press conferences asking questions to the rookies, it reminds me of when SpongeBob saw himself in the commercial. I'm just curious if you could just uh, explain what that means to me <laughs> because I'm a little confused. But I don't really know. 
I can't I, tell if it's a compliment, like, oh, I saw Eric asking questions. That's cool. Yeah. Or if it's like, Eric's a huge dork. I can't tell which one it is. I don't know. It could be either one. Who who uh, left that comment? Um, I think it was. Uh, hold on a second. I got. I was already. I, I was already going on to the next Sorry. one. That is Bobby Hill the third. Bobby Hill the third. Let us please know. explain what was that, that a means. roast. Was that a when, compliment? When SpongeBob seen, saw himself in the commercial. Yeah, and, and I, I don't remember. Am that I episode. SpongeBob or is Bobby Hill the third SpongeBob? I think you're SpongeBob. You're like SpongeBob when you saw yourself when he saw himself in the commercial. It's uh, maybe it's like when you're like kind of like the rookies. I don't really uh, know okay. what it means. Yeah, I, I'm unclear on that. Um, D. Robinson, you guys shouldn't talk about the Pac-12 or any college football <laughs> because you obviously don't know what you're talking about. There was a commenter I think who, unless it was Alberto himself, used the username Alberto and left so a many, lot of comments. Uh, so many. Somebody used the name Alberto. Left a lot, a lot of, of comments. comments. Did not like uh, all of the Dulcich talk. No. Maybe it was what? Albert. Do you think so? Probably not. Um, and then the last one is just that um, Wardell M. Cringe intro, awesome show. I'll take it. Thank you. I, I do appreciate that. So, uh, so yeah, you could just go on to the Broncos official YouTube page, leave a comment, engage with us. We love the comments. What other ways can you be a part of the show? There's so many, really. There's a really a lot. You can leave a voicemail, 707 neutral. 707 neutral. You call in. You don't talk to anybody. You just leave a voicemail. We'll play it right here on the air. We're going to do that later today. First time caller, I think. Yeah. Or first time actually on the show. You know, Ben Swanson ain't in You don't you never know. You never know. We'll talk about Ben Swanson a little bit later. Yeah. Yeah. Uh you can leave an email, neutralzoneshow at gmail dot com. Yep. It's a nice way to do it. Uh you can get in touch with us directly on Twitter at Eric yep. Delella with an A, at Phil Milani with a PH. Yeah. What what I would say those are non traditional oh, spellings. Okay. I was, yeah, I was that's how I would say it. Got it. Yeah, those are non traditional spellings. Somebody thought that your name, Eric, was spelled A. They got that part right. Then they put another A, almost like Aaron. Oh. You know, but then they said A, Eric. I have a funny story about my name, actually. Oh, okay. I was uh, at a wedding this past weekend. You love to go to weddings. Love, love a good yeah, wedding. You love weddings. Yeah. Was, of course. Atlanta? People would be surprised to know, Phil, that I wasn't invited to your wedding. That's uh, You, of course, were invited to mine and skipped it. <laughs> oh, so just... That's you true. call me or everything, but these are That's facts. True. Those are facts, but there's <laughs> other uh, outstanding circumstances. But they're facts. Sorry. Um, a friend went to go get some sandwiches for lunch ahead of the wedding. Have to give them your name? I, I was a groomsman. You know, the bridesmaids, they, they get ready all day. Groomsman, you yeah. show up an, an hour before it starts, and you're like, what do I do? Yeah, what's going on? So we got some sandwiches. He went to this, this uh, sandwich shop, said, uh, I need a sandwich for Eric. He goes, it's with an A. And he relayed to me that she she looked at him, almost in in terror, and said, "Where does the A go? Where does it go? It's with an A." <laughs> she was oh, unclear in Eric where the A went. Oh, what did? You, how did that make you feel? I thought it was funny. Oh, I expected you to laugh. <laughs> no, that's Maybe. good. Where does the A go? Yeah, yeah. If you were to spell Eric with an E, I guess it would be confusing if, like, where it is A. Yeah, like an E-R-A or... E-R-A-C, Iraq. Yeah, it's different, though. Yeah, that's true, Eric. That's good. People forget that the word air starts with an A. Air. 
Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. Okay. You that you think that that's it's just interesting. Air, A I R, I C would make a lot of sense for <laughs> Eric. Eric. Yeah. Yeah. Air is essential to live. So. And like the verb air, E R R. That if that's how you air. say air, then it should be E R R I C. Yeah. Two R's. Yeah. That so like that be. one doesn't really make sense. I think it's just the the sound, eh, uh-huh. is typically e Eric e, but that's not how you. That's not the name. Yeah. Anyway, there's a lot of names where you could just spell it oh, a million sure. different ways. Yeah, that's very interesting. Like Phil. Yeah. F i l o. Puts a ph i o. You can smash that subscribe button on YouTube. Yeah, that's pretty nice. Yeah. Do that. Uh, that was a nice way to I think it. there's like a Twitter account, Broncos Podcasts. Yeah, the official podcast. Official network. podcast Twitter account. Yeah. Those That's are, a good way to ways. get involved. You show up at Phil's house. Yes, you could do that too. Email us. I'll we'll send you his address. Yeah, we could send a sticker too. <laughs> Unlikely. We we got those in. Yeah, we did. Yeah. You've been busy Big with OTs. When we get box. to summer break, we'll, we'll work through those. those. Yeah, yeah, we'll work through so, please get in touch with the show. We know that you have an opinion about what we're talking about. Yeah. So, just let us know. Okay. Uh, Eric, let's dive into our first topic here on the neutral zone, and that is what does Russell Wilson need to do in his first year with the Broncos to be a part of the MVP conversation? Eric, what, what are the numbers he's going to have to put up? What is he going to have to do on the field to be MVP of the NFL for the first time in his career? Yeah, I think this is it's a layered conversation because I think there's some different elements to it, which is nice. It's not just, oh, he's got to throw this many touchdowns. No, that's not that simple. He's going to be on the radar, I think. One, you have to have a good storyline, I think, to win an MVP. Oh. I, I think that has to be part of it, you know? Really? A lot of the times they don't like to give – I know Rodgers has just won back-to-back, but they don't often like to give it to the same guy. They like to find, like – you know, Matt Ryan has a breakout year, or Lamar Jackson has a breakout year. They like to have kind of these storylines. Russ going to Denver and playing good really well, playing really well. That's a good storyline that yeah. automatically puts you in that conversation. You know, the way that Matt Stafford for a little bit was kind of in that conversation mm. in L.A. Or, or Tom Brady when he goes to Tampa, you're in that conversation when you play well. So there is like that narrative storyline element to it. I think he's already checked that just by the nature of coming here. The primetime games, he's gonna. The Broncos are gonna be in the national conversation, right? And so that's part of it too. Is Russ has to play well on the national stage. Yep. Broncos are gonna play 17 regular season games. They've got five primetime games. They've got a game on Christmas Day against the Rams. They have, you know, the Jaguars game is in an exclusive window. It is on ESPN Plus, so probably not as many people will watch Very that early. Very early. From a TV perspective, that game's not as right big. But when you are in these big moments, Russ has to play well. Yep. And he probably has to outduel these other quarterbacks, whether it's Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, Matt Stafford, um, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo slash Trey Lance, certainly Drew Locke or Geno Smith. He needs to, in those big games, be at his best. Yep. I then look at you have to beat the Chiefs and you have to win the division. I don't see any way that Russ can be the no. MVP without winning the division. And you probably need to go like if they win the division at 12 and 5 maybe, but I think 13 and 4 would certainly go a lot longer of a way toward helping Russ win the MVP. You probably need to be 
either the first or second seed in the uh, in the AFC. Uh, and so those are kind of all like the the bigger picture things. And then there's the numbers, of course. Yeah. Let me get – Eric, let me just give you some numbers here. This is kind of what I do here. Right now, the odds on favor to win uh, the MVP, Patrick Mahomes is number one. Okay. Josh Allen is number two. Aaron Rodgers, number three. Okay, that would be three in a row. Brett Favre did that in the 90s. Okay, Tom Brady and then Justin Herbert. Those are the top five favorites to win MVP this year. Okay, Aaron Rodgers, back-to-back MVP winner. Last year, 37 touchdowns, four interceptions. Just four. Okay. That is incredible. 2020, 48 touchdowns, five interceptions. And, of course, both those years he threw for more than 4,000 yards. So that is kind of the ballpark we're talking about here. Lamar Jackson in 2019, 36 touchdowns, six interceptions, but rushed for 1,200 yards. Right. I don't think Russ is going to be doing that. I don't so, think so. Uh, he's going to have to put up a ton of, uh, of, uh, of touchdowns. No, almost no interceptions here. And I was thinking, okay, maybe not MVP. What about Offensive Player of the Year? Cooper Cup is mm-hmm. the favorite right now, followed by uh, Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, they they so. tend not to give Offensive Player of the Year to quarterback as much. I feel like, yeah, just because they like to reward you know running back that plays well, wide receiver. Yes. because MVP has become essentially a quarterback only award. The last uh, a non-quarterback to win MVP is um, Adrian Peterson. And he ran for more than 2,000 yards. So right. take something very special. 2012. Yeah. And I believe Peyton Manning was the Offensive Player of the Year. Mm. I think. That's what we do here. Yeah, that's what we think. Yeah, we that's think. what we think. Um, I can look it up. I think what Russ needs to do from a statistical standpoint is probably – Get to 38, 39, 40 touchdowns. Yeah. You know, and, and that doesn't guarantee it, but if you get to that many touchdowns, you have fewer than 10 interceptions, you lead your team to do a division title. And part of this is, you know, most valuable, who's playing well, who brings value to your team. If the Broncos go from six consecutive years of missing the playoffs to winning their division, being a top seed in the AFC, that's value because this roster has changed a little bit, but not not a ton. I mean, especially on offense, you're putting Russ in here, and if you throw for you know 38 touchdowns and you win the AFC West, that is a direct reflection of Russell Wilson. I have a hard time believing that in that situation, Phil, you don't just say he's the MVP because no one else is more valuable. Yeah. Now, the other thing that I think works in Russ's benefit is that you're probably going to be in a lot of high-scoring games. In the AFC West. Yeah. Nathaniel Hackett, um, I think, has a different mindset as a head coach than Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll liked to, I think, kind of grind it out. You know, you want to run the run ball. Run the ball, play good defense. You want to, you know, you don't want to. Uh, they didn't let they Russ cook. Odds. Right. I think here, I think the Broncos are going to try to put up a lot of points. And kind of, you know, when Nathaniel Hackett has been asked about keeping up with the Chiefs, the Chargers, it's been we got to go score a lot of touchdowns. Yeah. And so Russ should get the opportunity to throw a lot of touchdown passes, to get those. You know, you need some games where you have four touchdowns in a game or have a game where you throw Big five games. touchdowns. Yeah. I think he's going to get that chance because of the style of football the Broncos want to play. And so 
if he's up for it, he's going to have the opportunity. And I think at the very least, assuming the Broncos are, are decent and do what we think they're going to do, he should be at least in the conversation for most of the year. And then we'll just see kind of, you know, can he do enough to actually win it? Uh, so I looked up that information. Adrian okay. Peterson was the MVP and the uh, Offensive Player of the Year. So he won both of those awards. Peyton Manning, 2012, won Comeback Player of the Year. Yes. Comeback Player of the Year. So then, of course, in 2013, he won uh, MVP and Offensive Player of the Year. So Nice. It was the greatest statistical season ever by a quarterback. He had, he had to clean it all up. So. I mean, if Russ throws 56 touchdowns, he'll win MVP. I think that's pretty easy to just sort of uh, say that for sure. To assume. Yeah, to for, for sure he'll win the MVP. I also think it's easier when you get off to a hot start as opposed to trying to play catch-up in the MVP Get in race. that buzz and then stay in the buzz. Right. It's harder to get in there later. Um, and so the Broncos do, I think, have a pretty um, – what's the word? Favorable. To, favorable openings – slate of games you know we've looked at the schedule and we think there's a chance you can start six and three seven and two something like that get in the conversation early if he gets in the mix early you know maybe they're able to get going like i think part of the reason peyton probably wasn't in the mvp mix in 2012 is that it was a slow start to the season it was the broncos the broncos will have to get off to a little bit faster of a start there yeah um but again, I think it's possible. The start is going to be interesting just because it's a new offense. You know, uh, we'll have to see, you know, just how quickly they start clicking. Might have a better idea come training camp. As long as you win, like maybe he's not throwing five touchdowns a game to start. Maybe it's like a few two touchdown games Threes. or three touchdowns, but you're winning. Yeah. And then he starts to click late in the year. Maybe that's enough to, to get him there. Who would you say is like your favorite right now, though? I think Josh Allen is probably. I think so too. Just because Mahomes has done it before, and I do think the voters again the storyline thing. I think they like new winners. Yeah. Um, so Josh Allen, I would I would say Justin Herbert is kind of in that conversation in terms of yeah. a guy who could take a step. Uh, and you never want to rule out. You know, it would be a little crazy if like Trevor Lawrence went nuts and won MVP, but that would be. It had I think two years in a row, right? A second-year player in Mahomes and then Lamar Jackson, yeah, one MVP, yeah, and so Some young it's not guys. outrageous to think that you know, maybe Trevor Lawrence takes a big step. Uh, so, I, yeah, I think that for the, for Russell Wilson, considering all these guys in the AFC, it's loaded. I think if the Broncos are the number one seed, that's going to certainly put uh, Russell Wilson right there in the mix. So, right, I think that that'll. Uh, That'll, it'll take some sort of an effort like that where they're the, the the best, you know, and he's performing at a very high level. And some of it, you know, is more than just what you do. Russell Wilson could go out and throw 40 touchdowns, and if, you know, Josh Allen throws 50, it it's doesn't out of his matter. Control. Yeah. Out of his control. And the NFL's trending this way where right. you just throw an insane amount of touchdowns. But if he wins MVP, then it'll be like Denver's sort of the MVP Capital the of, capital of sports, right? You know, it would be. It'd be nice. Could be nice. Could be really nice. Eric, I, let's move on to our second topic of conversation here because you're talking about the need to get off to a hot start. That first game for the Broncos heading to Seattle. It's going to be a lot of attention on the Broncos at that point. Okay, it's going to be kicking off the Monday Night Football slate. 
is Troy Aikman is going to be there. Joe Buck's going to be there. The whole NFL world watching. All eyes on the Broncos. Russell Wilson's return to Seattle, and he says he's going to play it non-emotional. Yeah, and I, I don't know how much that's possible. There's going to be emotion involved. He's, he clearly loves the city of Seattle. He loves the fans, loves a lot of his teammates. You know, He said here and there the rest of the organization, but obviously there was some friction at some point um, that led to him coming here. I do think there will be emotion involved. Um, I'll be interested to see what is the fan reaction because if they cheer, like when Peyton went back to Indy, nothing but cheers. I think they got love for Russ up there. Well, you see a lot of people on Twitter that say Russ wanted out. Russ wanted to leave here. I think that uh, the reaction is is going to be somewhat negative. Mm. And if that you do, that's no, that's what P- Seahawks fans are saying on Twitter. Yeah, but I mean, what do you think it's going to be like in the stands? It wouldn't surprise me if there's a, a, if you could hear booze. Oh, I think there'll be people that cheer, but I don't think it's going to be as overwhelming as like when Manning went back to Indy. Yeah, because that was not Peyton's choice. He yeah, was and cut. Peyton sort of built uh, the Colts into what they eventually right. became. You know, I, I do think there is some you know, and if this was that Manning thing was also a year removed. Brady went back to New England a year removed. There are seasons in between. Yeah, yeah. This is the very first game since Russ left. I don't know if yeah. there's still going to be some hard feelings. Huh. Um, if I, the, if there are boos, I think that that potentially helps the Broncos and that that might ignite Russ a little bit. I would say in a lot of these situations, fans tend to have a strong allegiance with the player. You know, like uh, fans buy Russ jerseys. They're going to have their Russ jerseys. They idolize Russ. You know, like this is sort of – there's an, a, more of a personal attachment there to the player, especially somebody like Russ who's been there for a long time, won a Super Bowl in Seattle. I would imagine that he gets a warm reception, but obviously they'll still want the Seahawks to win. Yeah, I just – I think we're on a different page there. I just mm. think that um, – Interesting. We'll have to see. When a player we'll – when a player – you know, asks out or is communicating about, hey, this is, you know, there's clearly some sort of tension there. There was definitely tension there. And so whether Russ initiated or the Seahawks initiated, I think there's a sentiment among, of if it's a minority, it's a very vocal minority of Seahawks fans that, hey, we're not a fan of how this went down. Yeah. And so I don't know if you get the, I think at some point, like when he's inducted presumably into the Seahawks ring of honor, or ring of fame, they'll celebrate him. I think this might be a little close where, mm. you know, you have a a player in the prime of his career jump to yeah. another team. I just don't know if it's going to be quite as warm as some receptions mm. that we've seen. Yeah. I mean, I'm trying to think in other sports, you know, it, a little different. Like if a guy leaves in free agency, just like wanted more money, like when, stuff like, like that. When Durant that's a little bit different. left Oklahoma City. A little bit different, I, I would say, situation. That's that's what I'm trying. I mean, to I think the said. I think the Russ is closer to that than to Peyton going back to Indy. Hmm. Well, we'll have to see. I mean, Durant left and went to Golden State, right? And he was right. sort of chasing a ring. Yeah. Well, I think a Russ is a bit different. I think that Russ and wanted to play a different style of football than the organization in Seattle wanted. I think the 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 key thing is that when a player want it, a player wanting to leave versus a player being. 
Well, well, what I'm saying is I don't know if he necessarily was like, I want to leave Seattle. He was like, I want to play different. And Seattle, the organization, made a decision like, no, we're going to continue to play like this. We're going to stick with Pete Carroll, and we're going to right. move you. In which case, he probably he said, said, okay. okay. Nah, yeah, okay. I just I view that differently as like when a player is traded yeah. kind of against their – like, um, you know, Demarius Thomas, for example, when he came back to Denver – the next week. The next week, the reception was incredible. Yes. And there was no indication that DT wanted to leave or wanted no. to go to Houston. He wanted to remain with the Broncos. And so that's very different than, you know, when a player says – and again, we don't know who said what first or any of that. But yeah, I just think it's iffy enough that I'm not, hmm. I'm not sure that we're going to go there and hear just kind of raucous applause or a two-minute highlight video. Oh, do you think they'll play a highlight video? I think they'll do something, some sort of recognition. Welcome back. Welcome back, but I don't think I do it's going to so be too. I don't think it's going to be extensive. I think Pete Carroll might talk a little bit during the week about, you know, Russ was great, but I think it's mainly from him going to be It's just we, another game. We appreciate Russ's contributions. We're focused on this football game. Yeah. Yeah. And so, we'll see how Russ handles it. I, I think I don't know if Pete would ever admit this, but I, I think those were emotional games for him against yeah. Indy. Um, he did not win in Indianapolis. In Indianapolis. Uh, I think that was always a tough game for him. Yeah. I could see the same thing being true with Russ and having a hard time, especially early. Yeah. Um, I will say the benefit for the Broncos probably is when I look at, you know, Tom Brady going to New England. He won, but it was a close game. Peyton obviously went to Indy and lost. I think both those Patriot that Patriots team and that Colts team were probably I don't want to say significantly De- better, but better than the Seahawks team that Broncos are going to face. Denver is better on paper than Seattle. Yes. I think so. Like, I would say the Broncos, um, outside circumstances aside, should win the game. But when you add in the emotional factor, it's going to be interesting. Right. And the Colts did have, of course, a great quarterback of their own. It was not, yes. you know. A- Andrew Luck. Yes. Yeah. And they, Seattle has. Um, Drew Luck. Drew Luck. Andrew Luck. Yeah, that's what I said, right. Drew Lock. So there was Andrew Luck and Drew Lock. Yes. Those are the two quarterbacks we're talking about. Yes. I think it'll be emotional for him. I think it's going to be impossible to put it away completely. But I still think that he's going to find a way to get it done. Yeah, I know you do. You still th- you thought that. Yeah. You don't. I just think that it's – I think it's really hard, and I think athletes play a lot on emotion. Do you know what I mean? And some athletes, they – they push themselves, and it fuels them, and it motivates them to play above their level. And other people, it, it gets in their head a little bit. Well, and you got you got to remember, a lot of these guys are going to say, "We got to win this for Russ." Yeah, and so the, of course they the Broncos will. are going to play with emotion. You know, yeah. I don't know how you know um, how bad it got there, but he might be thinking, "I got to beat these guys to to prove that yeah. they made the wrong decision." Of course, that's what he wants. So, to think. yeah. I think by him saying, hey, I want to play 10 more years. I want to do this. I want to do that. That's him saying, I got a lot left in the tank. I got a point to prove here. Right. I think that's sort of, he's going to be a man on a mission all season long. Starts in Seattle. Yep. We'll see what happens. Would you say that Peyton Manning in general was a type of a quarterback where when things started to not go well, it really started to go off the edge a little yeah. bit? He, he, I guess what I'm saying is, like, he played with a lot of emotion, I would say. You know, he, and so sometimes 
like a game like that in Indy, that maybe affected Peyton more than maybe some other guys. You think? I mean, the Colt or the Broncos came back in that game. Yeah, and, once he settled in and made it, he was a little made bit. it interesting. Um, they were down bit pretty big though. I, I don't know. I mean, I can think of a handful of games right off the top of my head where either the Colts or Broncos were were trailing by a lot and came back. Come back. So you know, you think of. Monday Night Football against St. Louis and in Indianapolis. You think of when he went to the Super Bowl, coming back from 18 against the Patriots. Patriots yep. Think of 24 nothing against the Chargers on Monday Night Football. I mean, he he had the ability to come back. It wasn't like if you fell behind, it was over. No, but so. but ten things tended to snowball before they before he settled down a little. Then once he settled down, he was back to being Peyton Manning. Yeah, pure stud. That can be your take. I don't know if I agree with that. Hmm. Okay. We're in a lot of disagreement here today. <laughs> um, yeah, I do think it's going to be interesting, and it's just going to be a lot of uh, eyeballs. The whole NFL world will be watching, and I think that uh, it should be great, great theater. should be fun. Excited for it. Eric, should we get the voicemail? Let's do it. Okay, we got a, a first-time caller here. Uh, actually, first time Ben Swanson's forwarded him through. Right. This is a voicemail from Kendall calling in from Georgia. How's it going, guys? Uh, it's Kendall calling from Georgia. Uh, just want to say, love the talks about Greg Dulcich um, on uh, this past uh, podcast. Uh, and I completely agree. I do think he can make a run uh, to be the starter. Uh, I watched a couple of his highlight tapes after he uh, drafted him, and uh, he looks like a complete stud, especially with the hair. Um, but anyways, uh, and you all were talking about uh, topping jerseys and um, – which jerseys a cop and I actually did happen to cop a uh signed Javante Williams jersey that I'm gonna hang up in my new apartment. Um so I'm pretty pumped for that. But uh great show. Looking forward uh to the next one and especially looking forward to this season. Um seventeen and Super Bowl champs um coming up this year. All right, go Broncos. Kendall, thank you very much for that uh, call. Javante Williams would be a great jersey to get. Yeah, definitely. We heard from Javante Williams this week uh, on Thursday, had a press conference, talked about this Nathaniel Hackett offense, said it's the most complex offense he's ever been in. Right, which I don't know how much there is to compare it to. He was in a college College. offense and then one year of the NFL, so it's probably basically one versus the other. Yeah. But – I thought it was interesting he said the running backs have to essentially learn to be receivers and running backs, um, which is interesting to think about Melvin Gordon, him, kind of whether it's in the slot, whether it's out wide. They did run a play during OTAs, the one the media were allowed to watch, where Javante was split out wide. That's a little little secret for NZ Nation. Wow. Yeah. Are you supposed to be reporting this? I think you can I think you can hmm. throw a little hint in there every now and then. Okay. Um but yeah, I think, it's, it. I think it's he just exciting it. to see what Nathaniel Hackett's going to do with all his talent, different personnel groupings. Um, you got the same players out there and not have them in the same formation. So I'm excited to see what that looks like. He's going to keep running hard. I asked him, do you ever think about stepping out of bounds to save your body? It's a long season and a long career ahead of you. He just kind of laughed. He said, that's not what I do. No, he said, I've always just done it that way. What do you think about that, Eric? I think Sometimes... It's okay to just say one extra yard is not worth a blast. Yeah, I, I think there were times when he did step out, and there's times where um, 
He's got to be smart about it. Yeah, I, I think he'll be okay. Yeah. That but, is that is just how he plays. Yeah, I mean, what makes him special is the fact that he just refuses to go down. And I think that there's so many, in today's NFL, you're so worried about a late hit penalty that a lot of the times when these guys get by the sideline, defenders ease up a little bit because they don't want to hit mm, you late. The, so, the Mahomes. so that's almost the time when you, you blast forward a little bit. Yeah, I don't like that. Yeah. I hate when Mahomes does that. I'm it's sorry. just not fair. I'm sorry. It's not fair. I do think that uh, when Javante is running and there's like a pile of guys on top of him and he's dragging him, he's probably not taking a huge shot at that no, point in no. So it's just more of eventually you get taken Well, and you down. probably, in that case, you want to fall forward on your own because yeah. if you get if you stop or you're, you're more likely to – Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I will say if he's near the sidelines, I don't, I don't have a problem with, hey, get a – Maybe get one more yard and then just go out of bounds. Yeah. Save the body a little bit. One thing we have heard from a lot of offensive players, though, Eric, is that Nathaniel Hackett wants a lot of this offense pre-snap to look the same. Like, hey, this all looks the same. And then once the ball is snapped, it goes completely different. Right. That's interesting to me because, you know, you see, like, say, for example, the Chiefs, everybody's in motion. You, you know, you're, you're challenging the defender's eyes a little bit. Well, I, I think there's still going to be motion that does that. I just think that a lot of the formations could look similar. Um, That's what I'm talking about, the formations looking the same. Right, but the Chiefs, Chiefs the motion comes after the formation. The Yeah. I, I would. Chiefs. The Broncos are still going to use a lot of motion. It's kind of like a staple of what they did in green bay i would expect the same thing but what do you think about them saying everything's got to look the same well that's what you want to do so the personnel groupings and stuff like that well i don't think the personnel groupings are all going to look the same i think that they're going to have two tight end sets they're going to have three wide they're going to have two backs you saw that during otas they're going to do a lot of different things but when he says look the same my understanding is that when you have say a, a two tight end set out there you want before the motion or even you know have the same motion for a lot of different plays where we can run out of this we can play action out of this we can throw it deep out of this so that you don't you can't identify one formation and say they're going to do this out yeah of that. exactly that but I, it, that doesn't mean to me that like the broncos last year would just Judy line, would do a lot of the motion well but they would just almost exclusively for a lot of the time line up in three wide and you you know, you'd have some motion from Judy, and then, you know, I think they were, you were able to key in on what they were doing a little bit. Got it. I think there's going to be a lot more variation, um, but you won't be able to associate this formation with Run. this play. Right. Got it. This so this formation pass. Right. That's probably a good idea to do. Probably that, a good idea. Probably. I did like that when uh, Javante was asked about last uh, year's offense. He was like, "I don't." He did not answer the question. He did not want to answer that no. question. Uh, anything else you want to talk about? I don't think so. I think that's a nice little OTA show. You think it's time for shout-outs? I think so. Okay, Eric, anybody you want to shout-out here? We will shout-out despite uh, him being in Seattle. Ben Swanson celebrated a birthday. That's true. 31 years old for Ben Swanson. Very excited for him. Yes. Um, nice to get another year older. It is. Another it is year nice wiser. To, uh, yeah. We appreciate what Ben Swanson does for this podcast sometimes. He, you know, he does this, a lot of painting and you know that right. kind of stuff. I think he painted something for his birthday. I, yeah, kind of a self-portrait, I think. New uh, easel is what oh, I think yeah. he got. Yeah, so you got that for him. I got him some new uh, oils. Oh, okay. Yeah. So. Nice. Any uh, other shout-outs? 
Well, we can shout out our friend Liz Gerald's probably not listening to this podcast. Uh, oh, I think maybe. Maybe. The, I think currently in Spain. España. So if you're in Spain, you see Liz Manis. Yes. Gerald's, say hello. That is true. Just say hello to Liz Port. Gerald's. Yeah. You probably see her. You know who. You know what, what's going on there. Right. Uh, Eric, before we uh, sign off, we did get an email from Andy Means uh, mm-hmm. talking about uh, the um, tragedy in Texas. Uh, just wanted to make a quick comment here that uh, it's hard to talk about football a little bit and just, uh, you know, uh, turn your mind away from that because so many people out there, um, you know, the focus is on Texas right now. And uh, we just wanted to say we are thinking about that. But, uh, you know, uh, we do have a podcast to do. So we got to we got to talk a little football. But uh, in the back of our minds, I think uh, definitely the whole time here is. We're thinking about Texas. Yeah, the tragic situation. Our deepest condolences, obviously, to everyone impacted, and, and hard for people everywhere as it this uh, continues to happen. Hopefully, we find a way to to move past yeah. this sort of thing so that it doesn't happen anymore. But uh, Andy, thanks for your email. Yes. Um, you know, it, like you said, we wanted to bring this up. We do have to talk about football, but yeah, wanted to make a note of we are aware of everything that's going on, and, and uh, yeah. it's terrible. Yeah, it is. And, you know, it continues to happen. And what did they say the definition of insanity is, Eric? You know, doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. You know, I think that I think that it seems like maybe maybe this time enough people are saying, okay, this is enough. It's time time for some change here, I think. So. All right. Well, uh, that is going to do it for this week's episode of the Neutral Zone. We'll be back next week talking more OTAs, probably. That's right. We'll find something to talk about. Hopefully. You know, we'll talk about formations maybe. Just a whole show of formations. Perfect. And how everything looks the same. Yep. And maybe some DBLA. That's what Eric. It'll be a whole Delala show. All right. That's going to do it for us. For Eric Lyle, I'm Phil Milani. You've been listening to The The Neutral Neutral Zone. Zone.